This is a Federal News Network podcast. Coming up on today's Federal Newscast, President Biden's recent executive order on voter registration efforts will require help from multiple agencies. The White House wants to help agencies get control of their improper payments. And the government is getting into the cryptocurrency game. These stories and more in today's Federal Newscast. Welcome to today's episode of the Federal Newscast. I'm Eric White. President Biden's new voting executive order will keep several federal agencies busy. The executive order tasks the National Institute of Standards and Technology with ensuring the online federal voter registration form is accessible to people with disabilities. It also asks the Office of Personnel Management to explore the possibility of granting leave to federal employees to vote or volunteer as nonpartisan poll workers. It tasks the General Services Administration with modernizing vote.gov and other federal sources of information, and the order also calls on the Defense Department to develop plans for giving military members voter registration opportunities. Agencies should resume diversity and inclusion training now that a September 2020 executive order from former President Trump is repealed. The Office of Personnel Management is reminding agencies of their training obligations. Agencies no longer need to submit their training programs to OPM for review. President Biden repealed a Trump order that banned certain kinds of diversity and inclusion training for federal employees, contractors, and grantees. OPM says it will play a key role in the Biden administration's broader efforts to improve diversity, equity, inclusion, and accessibility with within the federal government. A leading diplomat names three workforce challenges that Secretary of State Anthony Blinken must help improve. Federal News Network's Tom Temin has more. The president of the American Foreign Service Association says the State Department is understaffed, not diverse enough, and lacks a crucial advisory connection between senior career staff and appointed officials. Eric Rubin, a career diplomat, says State was more diverse when he joined nearly 40 years ago. Underhiring impedes State's ability to help Americans in trouble overseas. And he says career people helping inform politicals all but stopped during the Trump administration. I'm Tom Temin. The Office of Personnel Management is giving agencies more time to make temporary non-career senior executive appointments. OPM initially gave agencies until the end of January to appoint a handful of non-career executives to help with presidential transition activities. But OPM says it's since heard that agencies need these appointees for more time. Agencies now have until the end of April to appoint temporary non-career executives. These appointees will serve for no more than four months. Agencies that want to keep these appointees for longer must get approval from OPM. The Agriculture Department will loosen its pre-pandemic telework policy. More on that from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. USDA Secretary Tom Vilsack says the new telework program will look more like the policy he implemented back in 2014. That allowed employees to telework four days a week. The department says this is a starting point, and it's exploring other remote work options, virtual duty stations, and other flexible schedule programs. USDA says telework and remote work is one of its highest management priorities. USDA employees could telework up to one day a week before the pandemic. Nicole DeGrisco, Federal News Network. Meanwhile, the National Archives and Records Administration is sending some employees back to the office. Federal News Network's Jory Heckman explains. Citing a drop in COVID infection rates, NARA is planning a phased reopening of the National Personnel Records Center in St. Louis. The center has 600 employees and holds more than 2 million cubic feet of military personnel and medical records that can't be accessed remotely. 
Teleworking NEVRA employees have fulfilled nearly 300,000 records requests during the pandemic. Those include requests related to veteran burials and assistance to homeless veterans. But the agency still has a backlog of nearly half a million requests. Jory Heckman, Federal News Network. The federal improper payment rate was 5.6% in fiscal 2020, the highest ever in the last 16 years. This is one reason why OMB is refocusing efforts to improve how agencies manage their payments. OMB released an updated version of Circular A123 Appendix C with the goal of transforming payment integrity compliance and creating a more comprehensive set of requirements. OMB says this will let agencies spend less time complying with low-value activities and more time researching the underlying causes of improper payments, balancing payment integrity risks and controls, and building the capacity to help prevent future improper payments. The Technology Modernization Fund celebrates its third anniversary by getting its biggest influx of money ever. Federal News Network's Jason Miller brings us the details. Three years ago this week, OMB stood up the Technology Modernization Fund board to begin evaluating projects and loaning out tens of millions of dollars. The TMF board has 10 active projects across six agencies that are addressing systemic technology challenges one program at a time while improving the business of the federal government. Now the TMF board is set to receive 10 times as much money as it has ever received before. The Senate approved $1 billion for the fund in the American Rescue Plan. The House is expected to approve the Senate's version of the bill later this week. Jason Miller, Federal News Network. The General Services Administration is selling off cryptocurrency to the highest bidder. GSA Auctions, its online clearinghouse for excess federal property, will start accepting bids March 15th on about three quarters of one Bitcoin, currently valued at more than $38,000. GSA will accept bids through March 17th. This marks the agency's first cryptocurrency auction. House Armed Services Committee Chairman Adam Smith is appointing Lawrence Romo to the commission to rename military bases that commemorate Confederate officials. Romo is the national commander of the American GI Forum, a civil rights organization that serves Hispanic veterans. Smith's previous appointee, Lonnie Bunch, had to withdraw from the commission due to personal reasons unaffiliated with the commission. And the Defense Department is working virtually to help some military spouses get jobs. Federal News Network Scott Massioni reports. The Pentagon's hosting its fourth job fair for partners of military service members tomorrow. Spouses will be able to live chat with hiring managers from all over the world. More than 100 companies will be available to interact with participants. The jobs are in the United States and near bases worldwide. The Defense Department's making spousal employment a priority after recent reports showed their unemployment was as high as 24%. Some spouses have trouble keeping jobs because they're constantly moving with their partners. Scott Massioni, Federal News Network. You can find more information about these stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. Search Federal Newscast. Subscribe to the Federal Newscast on Podcast One or Apple Podcasts. And stay up to date on your agency's response to the coronavirus with our coronavirus resource page. I'm Eric White. holiday, whether you're making a Baker's Simple Truth Turkey for 40 or a Murray's Baked Brie for two, Baker's has fast, fresh delivery and free pickup so you can make holiday meals that bring you all together to create memories that last. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Free pickup on orders of $35 or more. Restrictions may apply. Get more ways to save at the buy five or more, save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.